sent to Earth from the darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GK and F. Stand by for a live broadcast. Saudi car interweb. <laughs> Welcome, episode 15, GK and F. Hello, hello. Saudi car, what, what language is that, dude? Uh, we're going from the island of Thailand, <laughs> which is uh, more than just an island, yeah. I think. Yeah, islands. But it's the islands of Thailand uh, today. Um, some formalities we'll get through first. Dudes, thank you for the support. Subscribe on iTunes. Um, Max Reviews. GK and F on Twitter at GK and F. Working title on Facebook, hit us up, all of that sort of stuff. Um, today in the studio far, we have Alan Howe. Yes! Oh. Alan Howe. Alan, welcome. <laughs> Thank welcome. you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yes, we it's awesome uh, to be here. Mate, Alan, so basically, is an introduction to the listeners, and we sort of did a brief introduction um, about the recap of all the, the closing of the last show. Al, you've done, which is what we wanted. You've you've do, you've developed an app. Uh, you've uh, you're doing some life coaching and inspirational coaching. You've um, you've done you've you've done a you've gone on a weight loss journey. Yeah, I got, uh, got my finger in a couple of different pies. different pies. And <laughs> everything was uh, yeah super interesting, and that's why we we got you in. And plus, you're a local boy, and uh, we've moved the the show forward an hour so you can get to watch the Panthers which, oh, uh, right. which, we, which we don't mind either hey, yeah. hey dude can I ask you just to clarify yeah so life coaching professional coaching I heard Jordy um, GK say inspiration coaching yeah could you like clarify oh. and year six you know, <laughs> under six is um, my goal soccer club coach you know Look, what I mean I think coaching in itself it's one of those um, un, it's not uh, like so if you want to become a psychologist you have to go to university you have to get a degree and things like that like coaching is one of those things any one of us could do at any point in time so I think like anyone can literally be a coach and I think what not that I, I go around telling people I'm a life coach or anything I just I'm a people person through and through so I just I I'm the sort of person I'm the idiot at the party it was sit in the corner and have a deep and meaningful with everyone. I want to talk about your problems. I want to talk about like what's going on because I like to just understand people, understand what's going on, mm-hmm. um, understand what, what makes you tick and what's stopping you from getting to where you want to go. That's, I guess, mm-hmm. me in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. So, really, I guess maybe anyone's played yeah. the role of coach in their, that's in their right. life at any stage. That's right. That's and, right. And, yeah. what, and, rec- and recently, you've taken a step towards sort of moving that in a sort of uh, career career way? Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, look, I've, I'm working with a mentor at the moment um, who's – we're doing some workshops together. So, some of the workshops that we're doing are things like understanding your personality and um, realising how your personality, uh, you know, interacts and works with other personalities in your life. It may be a partner, family, whatever the case is, right? And it's – it's really understanding how you function um, and, you know, really just achieving whatever it is that you're trying to get to and things like that. And then there's like, there's an eight week process and um, also like a day, one day course sort of thing. And so she, I'm basically just working with her at the moment while I'm just mm-hmm. finding my feet. Um, but I, whilst I'm also doing that, I'm also doing a bit of social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually looking to, and I've got a couple of clients already where I'm looking after their Facebook, their Instagram and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like I said, I'm, I'm in, involved in a couple of different things as it is. Yeah. That whole social media <laughs> marketing and, uh, and the way of, uh, advertising anything on social media is huge. I just went to, um, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, Kerwin Ray. Yeah. So yep. I went to his, uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday, this Tuesday, like, yeah, last yeah. Tuesday night at yeah. um, in the city uh, to one of his uh, he's got really workshops. good content. Yeah. Oh, his mm-hmm. his yeah. content is brilliant. So, he, and that was what this was basically. Uh, it was a two hour introduction to sign up to his bigger stuff, which is what I knew about. Yeah. So I went in there with the eyes going. I knew there's going to be this big yeah. sales pitch at the end. 
but I didn't want to be closed off to the sales pitch because I knew it was coming. So I was yeah. really trying mm-hmm. to like, work on getting the value. You get the value out of it. Don't yeah. say no because you know he's trying to sell you something. Yeah. He's a great salesman. He's, I don't think I could have did said no Did you buy anyway. anything? I signed up. <laughs> Of course you did, uh, but I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't, it's a it's a course that I've I've backtracking on for a few other reasons, which uh, I need to work out myself. But um, no, so but it was all on social media. Yeah. And he was talk so he's talking about with social media the the funnel. Yeah. Basically, he's what he calls a funnel. So he went through how to make money off Snapchat, yeah. um, Instagram, yeah. um, Facebook, and yeah, the basic. But he goes through and say, this is how many people use these things and this is how, yeah. why you should be monetizing. And he was basically saying, literally, AdWords are yesterday's... That you, yeah. You're playing Ad, in the well, past. What's, what's AdWords? So Ad, Google. Yeah. Google AdWords, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. so say you jump on and you're looking for uh, this podcast, GKNF, yeah. Yeah. and you might have podcast as your main AdWords. Yeah. So if you type podcast in and it might cost... Well, podcast would be very expensive now. My cost, yeah. what, our, like 500 bucks a click, maybe? Really? It's something like that. It'd be pretty high. It'd be, yeah. Because if you're the number one podcast, yeah. you're, you're bringing yeah. in a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but if you, you're playing in a, a realm of like a builder and you have, for example, Granny Flats, yeah. That might be $2.50 click yeah. or something. So that's the ad word that you're, that then is linked back into your business. Yeah. Is that right, Al? It links back. Well, it's really just an ad word that brings your website up. and um, Higher on the yeah, search results? Yeah. So, in Google, the first three the first three little tabs are all paid advertisements now yes. in Google. Yeah. Um, and the way that Google works is very much around, um, you know, what, what ad words you're paying for. But Google will also layer you based on how relevant you are and how popular you are. And how many backlinks and things like that. So backlinks are things like Facebook, Instagram, blogs. YouTube, yeah, yep. blogs, yeah, mm-hmm. keywords and things like that throughout your website. And Google's obviously gotten really smart over time. Like there were people and developers who were creating websites where they would just have a big white page and in white text just have like let's say podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah. just a thousand times to increase their ranking and stuff. That but, can uh, drop yeah. you off yeah. now. It's nearly Google, they find you. Doing exactly. cheating, basically, you you lose your ranking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this. Yeah. So he was saying this that that's the old school far. That's what he was saying. Yeah. Like, I don't think it is. Not from my business. Maybe for his business because AdWords, like I say, those yeah. clicks are so mm-hmm. high now. Yeah. Yeah. So he's saying it's all in Facebook, and in five years' time, you'll be too late for social yeah. media because they will then click on to. The you next know, thing. It'll, it'll be the next thing and social media will be too expensive to advertise yeah. on or whatever. Are so, those like if you search like Google, for example, is that reserved for different generations? For example, I could imagine my parents, they wouldn't seek social media to find a plumber yeah. or something along those lines. But, yeah, sorry. What I was sorry to jump in, but what I was going to say is that if your parents are on Facebook, what I think Geordie's going to get to now is that Facebook is so powerful with how you can target a single person, right? So Facebook allows you to target someone based on where they work, mm-hmm. what uh, what pages they follow, what demographics, males, you know, um, what things they like. Um, Facebook knows so much about you that what you're saying, Geordie, is, and what Kerwin was saying is that Google AdWords are becoming less and less relevant mm-hmm. as was, you know, like there's still... Here's the thing with all marketing and everything else. Like, there's still a need for TV marketing. There's still a need for radio marketing and things like that, right? Depending on what what market you're going to. So, for example, someone who does really good advertising across or marketing across the board is Sportsbet, right? Mm-hmm. Do you follow? Mm-hmm. Do yeah, any yeah. of you follow yeah. Sportsbet? Yeah, right. we donate to them quite <laughs> yeah. regularly. Yeah, they love us. But like, they have their game down packed. Like. So, yes, they still have TV ads, but they're, they're sponsoring the, you know, footy show and they're sponsoring, um, you know, your NRL mm-hmm. and things like that. So, people who are having a punt are looking at, you know, the market's first try scorers before they jump on. And then while they're looking at their phones during halftime and stuff, they're seeing, you know, all the little things that face, uh, that Sportsbet puts up, like whether it's, you know, bagging out Jared Hayne for chasing another dream or whatever mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. is, right? They've just got, like, that's someone, if you were to look at someone who's picked a niche, which is males, let's call it um, 18 to 40, around, mm-hmm. you know, and sporting type males, they mm-hmm. have their market down pack. Like, that's someone, and that's... 
and that's where you sort of look at other people and what they're doing and yeah. sort of either replicate it based on what you're trying to achieve or the mark that you're trying to get to and things like that. Mm. Um, I, on what you said, though, I think Google AdWords still have relevance for your company. Um, it be- definitely does yeah, for mine. Yeah, because it's especially like a something like that where people are... Ma- like you may get some business through word of mouth, which is important. That's where social media comes in. But people who don't know anything about what, like, yeah, what do I do? You, yeah, so, yeah, with the which is the building fire protection industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So people are, yeah, they're they're searching specifically for exactly. That. So that's where and that's where relevance yeah. relevance of Google mm-hmm. ads will come in. Um, but slowly but surely, it, yeah. it's right. Like. And with demographic, the highest growing demographic on Facebook and Instagram is the 35 to 45 mark. Because they're later to jump on the bandwagon? Yes, and it's the fastest growing and the highest percentage now. But now take that 35 to 45 market, in 10 years' time, they're going to be 45 to 55 to 65. So you've got that older generation Mm -hmm. market in your working for the future later. Maybe not now. Yeah. Like you're saying, your grandma's probably not going on social media to look for mm. stuff. But yeah. in the future, social media will be the norm. It'll be the Google. It'll be the yellow pages of yeah. uh, okay, so of what, time. When you're marketing, you market to a certain demographic, as you said, mm-hmm. this this 10-year period. But the you continue to market at that range and, and that age range because as the years progress... You know, these older people move out of that demographic but remain loyal to your product or... Yes, or your brand. Mm. And I don't know... This is another interesting thing Uh, you might know being in the industry that he... um, he was saying, you probably do it yourself, uh, uh, but you when you go to search, you don't always go to Google now to search. You just search straight in your whatever social media platform yeah. you're in yep. to look for stuff. Yep. So that, it, that's what he was saying about AdWords yep. too. Like it's nearly obsolete because AdWords aren't going to come up in Facebook. Yep. And mm. Well, yeah, think about the last time you, you were looking for something. Um, like how many people, I know I get tagged in it all the time when someone's looking for a graphic designer they would tag me, yes, you know, t- Facebook recommendations. Yeah. And that's just the way that Facebook's operating mm-hmm. is that now, like, rather than going to a Google or whatever, mm-hmm. like, ob- obviously, if you've had experience with, like, a company like 99designs or, or you know, whatever, like, you ha- you know someone or your friends know someone or someone had a really good logo made and you're like, I want that, who did you go through, mm-hmm. you know? But mm-hmm. if you don't know, like, as mm-hmm. you said, other people are now moving to, like, Who's who does this? Who's a carpenter? Who's a builder? Yeah. You know things like that. Yeah. So, Al, when it comes to marketing, like I guess you would have generalists who would be able to market to everyone. But yeah. do you have, do you specialize in a certain demographic? Like yeah. you know, within your age yeah. range, is that how that works? Yeah, exactly. So I'm actually looking after my auntie's gym, and I'm just getting I'm really just getting started at the moment. <clears throat> um, but one of the things that we're looking at right now is, um, so she owns a gym in Penrith, and um, the gym really focuses. It's it's a warehouse at the back of Korean Avenue, mm-hmm. and um, it's very boutique. Like you don't. It's not just a twenty four hour gym. It, like to go in there, you have to be with a personal trainer at all times. And to a personal trainer, they won't take more than two people. Yeah. And so there won't be any more than two personal trainers. So in total, four four people training at, at one, one time. time. And so it's very private, very um, boutique, very um, all those sort of words. And a lot of one-on-one. Exactly. Sort of very personalized. Mm-hmm. So she will like have that conversation at the beginning to say, what are you, what are your fitness goals? What are you trying to do? You're trying to bulk up, lose weight, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Um, predominantly her market is um, more older, older women. Mm-hmm. Um, like, some men still do train, but her main f- market is older women, right? So, um, one of the things that we're going to be doing in the background is looking at other competitors and, and understanding what they're doing, how they're bringing the funnels and things, what sort of funnels are they offering, and basically go about it that way. I won't say too much because- uh, yeah. market sounds pretty cool. To market yeah. a gym, if you're looking at marketing, you're saying, I'm just stepping into now, yeah. starting to do this um, social media marketing, yeah. like picking that up, I guess, yeah. stepping that side of what you do up. Yeah. Picking a gym in Penrith, I would say, is one of the toughest yeah, things to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'd nearly suggest that Penrith, which is in the western suburbs of Sydney, about an, it's an hour away at the mm-hmm. foot of the Blue Mountains, is saturated in gyms. Yeah. I think- and 
these are, I don't think these are up-to-date stats, but I think there was 45 active gyms in Penrith yeah. in the last time, uh, this last, uh, I guess the last count that when yeah. I read that uh, article. 45 wow. active gyms in Penrith. Yeah. And, I mean, that's maybe that's not a lot for, um, you know, California, but Calif- like a state of California. Yeah. But the per state of, capita, per per the state of California has got as many people as Australia yeah. does as a whole. Yeah. Now, Penrith only has... <laughs> I don't know what what's a, the latest stats on Penrith is it could be we could find that out, but I reckon there's only a hundred hundred thousand yeah, people exactly, and that's why your marketing needs to be yes, so on point. It has to be, it has to be it has on point. Has to be yeah. And so what you know the first thing that we need to she didn't even have a Facebook page, so that's so, the first thing. Yeah. So you, yeah. So yeah. You, so you're starting by this is you've got scratch, a scratch yeah. And, yeah. That's and that's what this whole thing was yeah. about. He was sort of saying, "Who doesn't have these social yeah. media?" And I, I don't. I think yeah. well, we've got more social media for this show yeah. than I have personally myself, or even for my other other yeah. business. Um, yeah. Like, I, well, when, but in saying like you can have all the social media outlets available, but it's the way you engage with it as well. Exactly. I mean, we, I, I guess we're if if we're talking about this show specifically, like we've set up set it up. But we haven't got much of a strategy. Like we're just like, okay, we're gonna we'll need a page and we'll need a Twitter and 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 then it's like, okay, so what's the plan now? And that's where uh, I but, guess you know I'll be interested interested to hear your thoughts on yeah. you yeah. know because it depends on what your product is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there must be if I wanted to start you know or start a small business, there must be some package to say, all right. Yeah. Here's your social media. This is what you need to get sorted. This is how much budget you should put yeah. towards radio. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how does that work? Well, that's exactly what I'm going into. And I guess what what I would say to that is, like, first you have to understand what it is you're trying to do. So if you're trying to get more subscribers or more listeners, um, more downloads on your podcast, um, first understand who are your market? Where are they? Are they in Sydney? Are they, you know, overseas somewhere? You know, wherever they are. And then start to target them through Facebook advertising and things like that. And mm. I guess the, the <clears throat> best thing about what you guys offer is unless there's a product that you sell or that you're trying to promote at the end of the day, you're just offering, you know, a bit of entertainment. Like this yeah. really is a, an entertainment channel, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. So Content. there's like there's no hook, there's no plug. It's really just you can offer as much value as you possibly can with no, you know, um, without people, you know, walking into an event and thinking, oh, what am I going to get sold today, you know? Yeah. But that's that's the the great thing about what you guys offer. So, make, let, like, and I guess it's just about putting your content and your marketing and things like that around that. So, yeah. um, and maybe, you know, you, like, you know, think about how you can engage with your market. How can you get people to respond back to what you're talking about? You might... It may be as simple as like offering a question of the week. Mm. So we're going to send it out to our listeners. This is our question for the week, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, best answer we'll talk about on the show or we'll give you a phone call on the show or, yeah. or whatever the case is, right? Um, and then it, it all just comes down to what mm. it is that you're trying to achieve. And if you're like, if your market really is specific to something like, yeah. you know, get creative yeah. and, and dare to like, just break the rules and, and things like that. Like mm. I like everyone I've heard you guys swear on this show and, and things like that. So like, you know, you've already started to really define who you guys are and it's yeah. just about continuing that and just trying and you know, make mistakes, you know? And yeah. then, and uh, with also with social media they were saying uh videos and um photos get more yeah, more looks and likes yeah. and shares than just any yeah. sort of wording out it's there. It's the lure. It's the, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the bait. Do you know? Do you know what? If you guys set up a Facebook page and you just put, I know, I know, you're trying to stay un, <laughs> unknown, but, but if you just put like a, a camera, like a uh, phone in the corner, and did a Facebook live as you're doing this podcast, like. That that itself. Yeah, I want to put one of those three sixty cameras yeah. in the middle yeah, and just yeah. film one. Have you? Do you follow Triple M on Facebook? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you see how like yeah, yeah. custom Matty so and LG. Yeah, I wonder, and I wonder how they did that. There's just three. Be, ca- there'd be three cameras. In, three separate pro- cameras going. Probably three GoPros or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. just yeah. sitting in front yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I always wondered how they did that. Yeah. So because I'd like to also trigger the edit. So based on this mic picking up, <laughs> or then it turns <laughs> oh, that yeah, mic and based, yeah, yeah. You, you until we all start talking over each other, going through lost transmission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could probably do that as well, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good idea. That's what I was actually thinking. When I was running before. I was like, yeah. you know, it'd be rad to have a um, collaborative. Um, Spotify playlist and call it, you know, the GKNF, where anyone can come to this playlist and add, yeah. add, add tunes and then you can do a shout out. Hey, yeah. here's a shout to Al. And we Kickstart went, yeah. my heart. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's the outro for today's show or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you could do that. Exactly. That'd be yeah. an idea. So, so, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's pretty cool, Al, that you're doing that after this, especially after this summer. This, that Kerwin Ray, if you, anyone yeah. hasn't. Was uh, he good? He yeah. is, uh, the Australian Tony Robbins, and not of, uh, I guess Tony Robbins is more the life coaching yeah. style of things, but yeah. he's a salesman, and that's yeah. what he is, and he's a great salesman, and that's, and my thing is, I can see a sales thing from a mile away, and that's yeah. why I went in it going, I don't care if he's selling me something, I've got to take that away yeah. from it. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people got suckered right in yeah. uh, to this whole, but he's a good salesman. Like, he, his pitch was br- like brilliant, and he even, with what he was, so what he was doing, he gave a two and a half hour presentation, which gave a little bit of nothing away. Basically, is yep. what he did. He gave a little bit of nothing away on social media about social media marketing, or to pitch to his, which is a three day course that you go on and they teach you scaling of your business. Like starts off like there's like a four. It's a three big three day course. It costs like five grand, yeah. um, and it's like mindfulness. So you get that intact and. But then, then your purpose of your business and a stru- basic structure so stuff will fold off and then scaling for growth mm-hmm. for your business, which I spoke to Al off, yeah. uh, off air about uh, as well before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes through just basic business stuff. But it's that, and that's the that's what you're there for. Yeah. Yeah. So, But he's pitched. Like, everyone thought, oh, I'm getting so much out of this. He was giving a lot of nothing away, yeah. but just being a great salesman. He was yeah. just on stage walking around with a pointer and this and this and telling little stories here and dropping a fucking swear word there just so he was so he's a real man like he's, a, he's a man of the people he's yeah, really right? connecting with yeah. me right <laughs> so he's a man of the people so you listen to yeah. him but it was good and yeah. like he's and his whole sort of uh, scope on social media made perfect sense maybe not for what I, I do or maybe my eyes were too closed to what I could do with my yeah. actual business but uh, if you're selling a product or the show like this or yeah. you had a gym or a pub or the local dentist or something like that. I mm-hmm. felt like there's so much social media stuff out yeah, there mm-hmm. that you can really, yeah. you can you can create your a big chunk of what your your sort of you do a big chunk of your marketing, yeah. bring a big chunk of your income through social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that was, that was there to be done. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. There's this quote about how you know, um, like social media is to the 20th century what coal is. You know what I mean? You've yeah. through that industrial area, but now it's like yeah. anyone has the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. You've got yeah. all the tools at your disposal to connect with billions. Yeah. Like it's, but, it's but crazy. That's, that's like apps. Like that's apps. Anyone can create an app, basically. You know, you've, you've got an idea. You can go out there and you could become the next friggin' Warren Buffett yeah. or you've, you could just be another mm. app or whatever. Yeah. And you've done an app out yourself, yep. haven't you? Yep. So I did an app called Fire probably about four years ago now. Wow, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I got – that was a sort of – is sort of a journey that I was going on. Um, I was right into Tony Robbins at the time, I think. And I love and Tony I, Robbins. He's I, great. I, yeah. Anyway, look, I, I was just going through his, his stuff and um, and then I was like, yeah, I want to set some goals and, and stuff like that. And, and I literally just went onto that app store at the time. It's like, all right, is there an app there I can write down all my goals and, and sort of track it and stuff like that in the way that I had it in my head? And I was like, no, nah, there's not. This, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. And literally, as a graphic designer, I, I just went out and I basically started making something, got some quotes and stuff for it. Um, and literally, like, went from start to finish, like, designed, created, and made my own app. Um, now, to this day, it, it's no longer on the market. It was one of the biggest learning experiences for me because, mm-hmm. really, um, I I jumped head first into making an app without testing the market, really mm-hmm. understand. Like, so mm-hmm. once I'd made it, 
there's so much stuff I had to change and alter mm. to the market that I was trying to reach. What they like, wanted, what exactly. they needed. Yep. Like I made, like when I made this app, I my thought process behind the whole thing was I'm going to make something that I like and that works for me and yeah. then it should work for everyone. Yeah, but yeah. everyone's but not me. Every, yeah. It sounds like it met your market. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I met, yeah, I, I, I successfully made an app for me, but like <laughs> yeah. no one else. And like, so I'd literally like, People were genuinely interested, like, wow, you're like the first person I know who's made an app. And and so, like, tell me how it works. And, uh, like, I'd literally have to sit on the phone with someone and show them this is what this happens. This, And I was like, like, I've got it. There's too much I've got to explain. And then so I was like, right, I've got to get, I've got to get to like, you know, redesigning it and and making it purposeful for who I'm trying to reach out to. And then I, I think I started a crowdfunding campaign to fund my next one. But you know what? I just, it was really like, and I haven't, I haven't ever given up the want to make it. There's plenty, like today on the market now, there's so many apps. And when I look back at all the whole experience, I go, you know what? It was like, people go to uni and spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to, and yeah, learn. To learn how yeah. to do it. And you've done it. First end. Doing it yeah, practically. Exactly. So the next one, they say that with mm. all businesses yeah. though. Mm. Exactly. Like you're you're going to fail or you're mm. going to eat shit at exactly. some stage. It's mm. how, what you're going to get learned out of it that's going exactly. to result in the next one being more successful. Exactly. And that's the difference, like, you know, because you go to uni to gain knowledge. Exactly. And, you know, so you can listen and, you, you know, you can only, only so much information can be transferred if you're just listening, if you're watching. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to that, it's, it's learning theory called constructivism. So when you're actually hands-on, you you are tr- more information is being transmitted through all of your senses yeah. and, you know, going through that whole experience. Like, I love yeah. that. But yeah. I love how honest you were there man that's yeah uh, like it was <laughs> it's it was like look at it long story short it was a massive failure but like one of the best failures i've ever had and mm-hmm. like my my wife now like she we she didn't want any part of it from the from the get-go and i was just so headstrong yeah, about yeah. doing it yeah um and like i had every reason as to why i was going to work and this is that and and like i think some business-minded people like i know um like people like Jake, do you know Jake Farragher? Yeah, yes, yeah. So Jake Farragher, um, who who's quite successful in business Owner himself, of Nutrition Station yeah. co-founder of Nutrition Station, and a oh, few okay. other places yeah. like that. Like he, yeah. people like him really dug into me and questioned me, and I was like, "This is really good." Like I've got all the answers to all these questions, mm-hmm. and I was so like I was on this mindset where I was like, "Yeah, I've, you know, this is mm-hmm. going to work and and whatever." But it's just, and I think it could have worked if I just changed it a little bit differently. If I tested before I went out yeah. and, and did it all. So it's not, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. The best way to test is that do you go and test a, a small group well, of 10 people and yeah. say, what do you think of this? The people you trust and know yeah. that are going to give you an honest, honest yeah. feedback. So, yeah. So and what, then you scale it higher than that. Yeah. So, like, if I was to do it, like, if, if I had this automatic drive to, to go out and redo this app right now, the first thing I'll do, there's a website where you can create a mock app where it's just screens and you can like put a box around something and say, this is the button that goes to this page and whatever. Yeah. And you can send it like for a subscription of $15 a month, you can send it to unlimited amount of people, get their feedback and do mm-hmm. all of that. And then you can go spend the 15, 20 odd grand yeah. building an app and whatever. Like. Mm. I originally went into it thinking this is going to be the be all and end all. This is what I'm going to do full time. This is, you know, this is, this is, everyone's going to know me by my app and yeah. things like that. And I really honestly believed it. Um, and it didn't work out that way, but I've learned so much. And it's, mm. it's really like, it helped me with, um, all the stuff that I've, I've been doing recently, my social media. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. been one of the best experiences I've ever had. Yeah, because it is um like design like because it's almost like because it's got to be an iterative process. Like you need to go through that. Give me feedback. Come back to the prototype. Give me feedback. So it's like if you is this something that you're going like you say you said that you know you're keen to build the app. Yep. Are you gonna are you gonna bring it back? Or? I will. I probably will in the next couple of years. Um, but my real focus is social media because. This social media, so I have a full-time job working for a big institution, mm-hmm. um, but I plan on bringing social media into my life whereby 
you know, I would love to approach you in the future when I have some experience and stuff and say, I'll look after your Facebooks, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can help you run campaigns that will bring, you know, leads to your website, yep. whether it's through Google AdWords or whether it's like a, um, you know, we're doing, um, you know, with every fire safety check, you we give you, I don't know, like yep. a, whatever the yeah, case, yeah. something valuable, like whatever the case is, something that brings them in for a that button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that would be a funnel, as Cohen yeah. was talking about, and that's the stuff that I'm like. I so so you'd be the new. I guess you're setting up a new version of what someone doing the uh, typical or the SEO does, but it's yeah. more marketed towards Facebook. social media. Yeah. So you're a social media manager. With a lot of other, obviously, you've got the graphic design background and all those other backgrounds yeah. that are the geared towards sort yeah. of the, the what's it? It's not standard, which is, uh, I guess, the, the typical SEO yeah. to now be the, the new, I guess, for yeah. what where the world's going with, uh, yeah. with online, which is yeah. towards social media. Exactly. So, I guess... What where I see it going is um, creating and designing whether it's a website, a Facebook page, and altering it to like really understand. So if you like, let's use this podcast. If you're trying to, if your number one goal by the end of this year is to have X amount of downloads, mm-hmm. how like what how do, do you we have do that? step mm. like what, reverse engineer on how you get there? Mm-hmm. And so step by step by step, what do we need to have? How many people do we need to have listening? Who do we need to reach out to? Like this, that. that, the other. And really, um, like I said, reverse engineer it so mm-hmm. that when people do land on your website or do come to your Facebook page, they know the, they know the deal. And there's no fluffing around. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're an entertainment show. We, we do shits and giggles. Yeah. We talk about nothing. But, you know, people mm-hmm. find it funny and we hope you find it funny as well. Yeah, Whatever the yeah. case is, right? And- and then um, whether that's through a little funny cartoon video or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, whatever yeah. you choose that to do. That gets on the hook and yeah. then they're on to the next one, next Exactly. One, next and one. then you offer some sort of free product or you offer something, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, the case yeah, yeah, is, yeah, depending yeah. on depending on what the case is. And, um, and alter and design your website around that funnel so that once they're in, once they're in your life or your business mm-hmm. life, that you're constantly adding value to them. You know, make sure you check, you know, you're doing your yearly fire check. Yeah. Yeah. For example, make sure you check, you know, check into our um, podcast this week. We're talking to, you know, yeah. our mate from down the road is, you know, got done this, that, the other, you know, yeah. whatever the case yeah. is, you know. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to marketing, is there is there such a thing or a phenomenon of overexposure or like, for yes. example, like here's, here's my personality yeah. type. Yeah. Like um, when I see like if I'm watching, I might be watching a video yeah. or on, it could be on YouTube or on Facebook yeah. and then it goes commercial ad is about to begin in five seconds and i'm i'm that odd person i don't know what type of how you categorize me as a personality but i specifically don't look at it because i'm like i don't want to look at this yeah lexus stop it like that personality type they are they call it um in marketing like prick (laughs) (laughs) they've done all this hard work and you you're not you're not even skipping their ad you're just closing your eyes going But that's right. There's so like there's so many personality types that are you know out there, and I actually brought something. So from my coaching and stuff that I've been doing, um, one of the one of the workshops that we've been doing actually is around. Um, have you guys ever heard of the disc profile? No, no. no. So complete. All right, all right. Go so I'll it. go through a bit of a. I'll try and not get too nerdy into it. No, 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 nerd up, nerd up, boy. No worries. All right. So disc stands for so there's four main personality types is dominant influencer steady and compliant now when mm. with those four you can be part of two predominantly focused on one and then have some of another yeah. and things like that so i'll talk about my personality type i'm an influencer right in in the this corner here yep. so i'll just read through i've got a basically a, a page of things about this personality type. So, charismatic, commercially speaking, least loyal, next shiny thing, who they feel good with, emotional intelligence, scatterbrain when under pressure, get energy from environment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Now, dominant, um, aggressive in self, um, clear about where I am in the room, <laughs> fast decision maker, things like that. Now, I don't know you a lot, Farak, but 
Geordie, I think you are a bit of a steady... Actually, no, no, compliant slash steady. Ooh. So, so we, do we, let's do this and yeah, see where I fall. Yeah, sure. So... The, some of the some of the um, qualities of a compliant person is logical, analytical, technical expertise, valued, and analytical and niched in their abilities. No, totally in nor out of the team. Unique skill sets, hard to replace. Enter their world by mind reading them accurately. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I fall there. Oh, I, I don't know. Were I'm you listening to that like as if it was your star signs? Like, please tell me I'm going to be loaded. <laughs> please tell me I've got a massive penis or something. <laughs> <laughs> Never tells me that. Um, go, give me uh, what's uh, what were the other ones? Dominant. So, give me dominant. <laughs> dominant. Uh, I want to say more in my because <laughs> well, that's that was steady, was it, or compliant? That was compliant. I don't feel well. I don't think I'm compliant. I don't think I'm analytical enough. No. Or uh, yeah, I I feel like I'm more. Brash. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, assert, assert, assertive in self, clear about where I am in the room, fast decision maker, easiest to deal with in business, handles rejection <laughs> well. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't handle... What was that last one you, you stopped reading just at the end? Sorry? Handles. Handles rejection well. No. Right. No? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this sounds like a good app if you can go through to try and diagnose your personality type. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And so, the reason I the reason I sort of wanted to bring this in, and I know... A lot of listeners may not understand it because I'm pretty crap at explaining it as I talk in stories and go all over the place. But long story short, um, if you understand what you, where you fit in the quadrants, like mm-hmm. with your personality mm-hmm. and things like that, it helps when you try and deal with... Like, so for me, I've got a boss who's, who's very compliant, very like... If you like, if you bring an idea to him, he's mm-hmm. the sort of person who needs a day to think about yep. it. He, he's oh, not yeah. like he's not it's someone not who make, makes yeah, decisions. Good decision, on, let's yeah. Go. yeah, it's not like no. Nah, that's even if it is such a good decision, he he needs to be the one to really own it and accept it and go. And then he'll come in the next day and as if it was his own idea, right? That's <laughs> the sort <laughs> of <Yeah. thing. laughs> that's the sort of person yeah. he is. But when you understand that. When you understand what my personality type is, that where I'm someone who does want a quick decision and I'm re- I'm ready for change here, right now, whatever. Yeah. But I've got to deal with someone who works so much slower. That at least knowing that and understanding me compared to him, and understanding that you know what, if if there's something that I would like to try and do to collaborate or whatever the case is, then you know, mm. come to his level. And, and work with him and, and understand, you know, how he functions and things like that. And it works obviously well for partners and, yeah. and whoever it is in your life and things like that. And I guess this is, this is one of the coaching tools, I guess, that every coach will know, like the disc yeah. profile, mm-hmm. because when you walk into a room, you, you ought, like, especially as a coach, someone like me, I will usually try, like, yeah. I obviously got you wrong straight off the bat, but, you would usually oh, maybe try. I just don't know myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like you usually try and have at least a guess, so that you know. For me, it's important to get on with people. It's important yeah. to start like have a good conversation and and things like that. That's things that I value. I'm not very conf- like I hate conflict and things like that. So I will go out of my way to understand who you are and mm. you know understand what's going on and what's important to you and and things like that because it's important me- to me to have those conversations and yeah. you know. Whatever the case is, you know. So, from what you're saying, like, it's good to know who you are within this kind of personality. Not that you, you know, you're tailored to one because people are so dynamic, you know what I mean? So, and if you know your personality type, you understand that when you find yourself in difficult situations, you can can refer back to this and think, okay, well, I don't need to worry about what Geordie or what Al's doing, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay because this is the reason I feel like this because this this is how I'm processing it and it's okay and I'm not going to freak out. It's, you know, I might need that other day, you know, to think about this or, you know, maybe maybe I don't just say yes and just make a quick decision. Is that... So, is this like a a benefit to kind of identifying who you are to, you know, to to cope with life, I guess? Pretty much. Like, it's so, yeah, absolutely. Like, so, my my manager's manager is um, very dominant. She is very to the point. Like, she... 
she um, can easily get people offside because she's so um, because she's so straightforward. She's to the point, um, and sometimes. Like you may be having a conversation with her and she's like, she's just caught, like said that, you know, stop being lazy and things like that. But what she's really trying to say is that you need to focus on this, but that's yeah. just her way of like getting to that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's really understanding that based on the personality type, um, they may, they, they don't mean to offend you or whatever the thing, whatever it is the case. Um, that's just their way of communicating, you know. Yeah. And things like that, yeah. My personality, I don't like change, but if I want something changed, I want it changed like that. Mm. How, where's that? Because I'm sitting that's across why I think everything. Compliant. That's uh, why I like think- if I say out, and I think I've talked about this on podcast before, yeah. if I come home and Jess has moved the friggin' room around, like yeah. not even my room, it's one of my daughter's bedrooms around, yeah. it makes me uncomfortable yeah. that it's moved around. But if I want a decision made, yeah. I'll make it and expect everyone to do it straight away. <laughs> like, See, that's come on. Why? Why? I've just thought of it. I haven't even. I haven't even verbalized my decision yet. But I expect everyone to adhere to that right now. Yeah, yeah. That's a, when I think of that. The change. Like, I love change. Yeah. I, I was even saying to my wife the other night. Like, I love change. Like, yeah. I love something different I, and I, I think I can't remember which one you're talking about but I do love influence. moving on to something I, new it sounds like you're I a bit d- of an influencer yeah yeah yeah. Um, get Jess around for like half a day she'll change your whole freaking house around <laughs> you're like, you won't know where your cushions are <laughs> I hey. think Jess is a big influencer because yeah. I know Jess pretty well I think she sits in the influencer area and maybe a little bit dominant as well mm. um, but yeah <laughs> but <laughs> sorry I laughed a little bit too long though but um, there's also steady as well. So, like, steady is, you know, liking your creature comforts and things mm. like that. Um, but the reason, like, and to be honest with you, I still, even after talking about it, I still probably haven't worked you out just yet. Um, and that's an okay. That's all right. You just <laughs> throw enigma, me off here and I'm there. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> but steady, steady comes down to, like, predictability and, and things like you were talking about, reliability follows instructions, warmth, um, will decide when confronted by past success and that others before them have done it, predictability and things like that. So, you know, it's sort of like everyone had, everyone will sort of fall into somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not to say that just because you're maybe you have a dominant approach at work that you may have a very steady approach at home because you, you know, things like that and your personality can change. Like how often do you put on the workout and you go, right, right blokes, like we need to do this. We need to do that. Come on, off we go. So that's maybe more a dominant type, but at home, um, depending on, you know, if Mm. Jess is calling the shots, you're more like a compliant or steady type of person where you just keep everything like, you know, stable mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. you're just there to make sure the kids are good and, and whatever the case is, you know, you put yeah. a different hat on yeah. there. So, so that, so this is the building blocks of what it sounds of, of, I guess, life coaching. Cause you're saying you walk exactly. in, you walk into a room as a life coach as so Tony Robbins walks into a room, like you're saying, and he's going, Al, you're this fire, you're this GK, you're this, like he's, well, he's, he's pretty much trying to pick you yeah. out for a few of your actions yeah. and stuff. So that's a building block yeah. of a life coach. But where, with what you do or what you're being mentored into yeah. doing, what, where, what sort of, uh, I guess, areas is the, is life coaching being yeah. used and mentoring, I guess? Is, well, is, would that be, is, yeah, is that yeah. what a so, life coach is a mentor, yeah, basically? Pretty, like, I think coaching and mentors are different so think about a coach like a foot, like a rugby league coach or something like that where you know they will like watch you and point out areas that you can improve on and, and mm-hmm. pick up and things mm-hmm. like that whereas a mentor is someone you can reflect on and have a conversation right. more or less now the good thing the reason I really enjoyed coaching is because um like as as a client, like I I was getting some coaching sessions at one stage, and as a client, you just you get to talk about yourself, and I love talking about myself. Yeah. If you haven't worked it out, I think most people do. Yeah, yes. right. And so as you're talking about yourself, you're talking about things that you're doing. Oh, so why are you doing that? Oh, look, I'd I'd like to try and earn a bit of money on the side, and why do you want to earn a bit more money on the side? And it's just really digging down into mm-hmm. what it is that you're trying to achieve, right? And that's where I'm trying to go is that they reverse engineering your life just mm. there. Yep. 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 And so 
when whenever you start a coaching session you always start with what do you want like what do you sit what would you like to get out of this phone call what what is it that you'd like clarity on mm-hmm. or what is it that you're looking to do to say yep where you know if we can do this then um i you know if i can just get over this stress that I, i've been stressing at work and i don't understand why you know my boss is on to me and all this other stuff right if i can just understand and and be able to cope with that situation that's a typical conversation right yep. and then so i'll start talking about okay so what what stresses you out about your boss or whatever oh you know he's always on to me about doing this and that and then um you know whether depending on what they're talking about you're using you know different tools now this 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 profile is just one tool of many mm. right so there's six human needs um, you know, one for love, growth, and a couple of others, mm-hmm. um, and then you know a few other things. But it's essentially understanding what 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 are the what's your boss trying to get out of you, and what is um, you know what what what's happening in this situation? What are you hoping for? What's your perspective, and what's their perspective? And is that meeting obviously not? And then it's really, I guess, understanding. Okay, I'm willing to give up my ego so that I can cope being at work um, and then I'm going to suggest this to this person and and it's just really working through that conversation using the tools and things like that that coaches have. Do you find in in this role when you sit down with someone, it must take a while because if someone's someone's going to seek the the help of of a coach, there's obviously something that they've identified that something doesn't feel right, something's not sitting right. So I'm going to come and see this coach and – maybe it could be something that they haven't spoken to their friends about whoever do you find it hard or do you find that you need to kind of break the surface to to help bring out obviously you've got to build a bit of a report but you know to really try and do people come in and start making excuses and and almost seem like they don't need coaching at the start until you're really stuck digging down and so yeah and and that's the thing is that coaching requires you to be open and transparent and willing to change because if you you're not willing to do any of those things then there's no point in having a conversation mm-hmm. because it's like at the end of the day something's not going the way that you want it to so you really need to like you know bun down and work out what it is that's stopping you and if you're not willing to talk about it then there's no point in having a conversation you know but you're yeah. exactly right it does require somewhat the other person to go I'm going to be open, transparent, and honest. And this is a, you know, it's it's a confidential conversation, and you know, there's no there's no judgment, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about what's actually going on here, mm-hmm. you know. And is it a part of you know, must, listening must be a, you know, as, as a as a coach, it's great to talk, but you must have be a great listener and 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 be able to prompt further. Yeah. Um, kind of conversation with the person to you know is yeah. that part of that yeah like- exactly and I, I I've already done it a few times in this in this conversation where I've, I've butt in on someone like because I'm such full of, like I'm usually full of energy and mm-hmm. things especially coaching like I, I rev myself up mm. before I come in and I've got a couple of things that I do to rev myself up like like it's called um there's NLP so neuro linguistics programming so mm-hmm. um and Tony Robbins is the master at NLP. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it is is that um, it's sort of to do with hypnotization and things like that. So it's a way of hypnotizing yourself. Or what I've done is as soon as I get, you know, the um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, so for our listeners, yeah. yeah. So this is how I rev myself. I think think about that song and stuff, and then I get a big grin. I look at myself in the mirror, and then I walk in, and I'm ready to go. And that's how I like switch on. Right, and so, um, and to answer your question, because I'm so hyped up, when someone is like talking really slow and stuff, and they're very detailed, I I just like like, come on, (laughs) yeah, yep. And so, yeah, listening because if if you're just waiting for your turn to speak, you're not really listening, are you? Not engaging conversation. Exactly, you're just waiting for your turn to speak. You've got to listen to what they've said, take what they've said. Imp- like go through your coaching toolbox, if you will, and understand what about this situation aren't they getting? Like, are they setting unre- unrealistic goals, or is their perspective just like over here somewhere where it's mm. not, you know, it's not working for what they're actually trying to do? Yeah, and things like that. And a lot of it has to do with like 
just the way I was brought up and, you know, it's the social stigma of, um, you know, this is how things are and, mm-hmm. and this is like, you know, a lot of especially um, younger people our age are like, especially for those like I'm very fortunate to have um, my own house. I've got a wife, two kids and like people would say, oh, you live in the Australian dream. But like people who aren't even in relationship and still renting or maybe mm-hmm. living with their parents like see themselves as like socially underneath everyone else sometimes and that's mm-hmm. that's one common thing that i find is that like it's all perspective like mm-hmm. your perspective is that you you're missing out on something or you haven't got something that someone else does but really like you've got all the time in your world like you if you wanted to you could jump on a plane right now and you know travel europe or you could buy anything yeah (laughs) exactly and not be questioned about it like but it's all perspective right because if you don't if you don't and that's just another tool is under like under taking someone's perspective if it's off chart if it's not Mm -hmm. where it needs to be and going you know what why don't you align it to what your goals are because there's probably a reason you're still single and that's because you like your quiet time or you don't you don't want anyone in your mm. life you know it's so easy to look at things through uh like the jealousy sort of because yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day if you're mm. looking at someone else and projecting your life onto them in a sort of negative way it's yeah like you're saying oh you've got the house you've got the wife you've got the kids and you know mm. you've got it so good and you know you could look back like ours just said and gone hang on you can just go and jump on a plane and be in Vegas tomorrow yeah, and exactly. not have to explain why you didn't turn up to dinner yeah. on time and how come you spent, mm. you know, $10,000 out of our savings. Exactly. You don't have to worry about that. Exactly. There's, so you got to, that's, I think that's one of the big, biggest things for a life coach would be to how do you, um, not shift your uh, focus from all the other bullshit. Yeah, and to- I don't know if it's jealousy far too much. It's mm. compare. How do you not compare yourself to someone else? And I, I think, and then, Work out like you're saying. Why? Why aren't you? Why haven't you found that person? Is it because you're a shitty person, or no. is it because you know you really underneath it? You you enjoy being able to not watch whatever on your Netflix you want to watch, not what some fucking chick's telling you. Let's yeah. go. Well, you got to watch this. No, I like that. Do you remember um, the Rome, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Yes, and the the soundtrack's awesome. And there's this soundtrack. song that goes, "Um, you sunscreen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's this line in it. It kind of talks about that about you know advice when you're growing older. There's a line I love it. So uh, the race is long, but at the end of the day, it's with yourself. Yes, yeah, and it's yeah. the one that like, don't worry about what Al's doing. You know, Al's doing great with the work, but don't keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, so, sometimes no. you're in front, sometimes you're behind. Yeah, um, maybe you were married, maybe you weren't, and this is turning into a rap podcast. <laughs> At the end of the day, the, the race is with yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want like, um, like, I love how you identified. You love change. You you want to go on on. To, you, you know, you specialize in social media marketing because you want to change people's perspective. Yeah. You want to change business. You know what I mean? Like, you were a life coach. You want to change. Like, I love how you've identified that. To what extent do you think the human mind is like that malleable? Like, you must really believe that you can mold. Well, yeah, yes, I think, but you've got to, you've got to pick the right people. Like, it's not everyone is like, like me and not everyone is into one particular thing, right? Everyone is their own person, different personalities, different perspectives, whatever the case is. And everyone's doing their own thing. And it's really just understanding where I can connect with people and where those people want to go. And, you know, um, I was actually listening to the podcast and around, you know, people that you attract in your life and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it's really like, you know, it's really just understanding who are, who are the people that you really do want to spend more time with and who are the people that you really want to just like, I get like, we both like this is a valuable conversation. We all win from this conversation because I'm teaching you something, you're teaching me something that I don't know, and I love you know that sort of thing. And Learning. I think it's really just um, for me, it's really just about identifying who I am, whether it's through you know the disc profile or whatever, and really understanding what are my strengths, and then just focusing on my strengths, focusing mm-hmm. on what value I can bring to a conversation and things like that. And I guess like I was a bit nervous coming up. Like and doing this podcast, I'll be honest. Like, I like, I haven't written a book. Like, I I haven't got a massive successful business. Like, I haven't done it. Like, I've you know I lost twenty five kilos last year, but like, I haven't done anything magnificent. But I think what I sort of realised is that you just 
like Jordy, you just risk. I don't know whether it's do you respect my opinion or like no, we just have really intelligent conversations. I don't know what the no. I, I, what I anything. Well, I think what I said to you on or on text and on the phone is that you're just doing interesting stuff all the time. Yeah. What you're doing mm. is interesting. Every time we've we've chat. Well, Al Al and I have sort of met through. I worked in the same building as my wife. Yeah. Uh, so for but we we've known each other sort of for four years yeah. off, but on and off and every time I've had a chat with you yeah. it's just been interesting stuff and it's been uh, and you like you said which obviously goes back to where your skill set is yeah. you always are genuinely interested in what's happening around yeah. you with other people yeah. so I thought that makes a brilliant guest on the yeah. podcast yeah. Yeah. which it has and you just talked about then about losing 25 kilos yeah. last year there's like, are you saying oh, I've not, I've not wrote, wrote a book, I've not had a business, I've not done that. We ain't done shit. And we've got a, po- and we've got a, po- we've got a podcast. I'll put we- some leads in here. <laughs> we expect people to listen to, download, and like yeah. us. All right. but, but that's the thing, like, and share, yeah, yeah. <laughs> share. But it's almost like, like, if we do, if we like what we're doing here. We've got a podcast. Like, does there need to be any prerequisite to be able mm-hmm. to do this? You're a life coach. Do you need some sort of prerequisite? Like, what? You, I guess you build your credibility by mm-hmm. just getting the fuck in yeah. there and starting it and doing yeah. it, you know? Yeah, mean? because it's it's an un... Um, I don't know the actual title. Like, it, like I said, you don't... Like, I can print up a certificate and hand it to someone and say, you're now a life coach, you know? It's it's an un-regulated um, regi- industry. Mm-hmm. And so, really, mm. anyone can do it. But I think where I really find value in it is I've connected with someone who is my mentor who's doing these workshops and things like that. And I really do see myself being part of these workshops and really getting involved in, you know, um, helping people with mm-hmm. their journeys and things like their, their, their perspectives and whatever the case is. Um, but I guess... Yeah, and, and just doing that with, you know, like I said, I'm doing a couple of different things. So whether it's coaching or social media or whatever the case is, just really just adding value as a human being. Okay. Mm. So, all right. So people would be listening. It's like, um, and they might have that little seed that's starting to grow, some sort of dissatisfaction or some sort of goal that they'd like to achieve. How, yep. how can they get in contact with you? How can you add value to their life? Sure. So, um, look, I, I do still do some coaching. And if they, if someone would like to go ahead with any sort of coaching, I'd be more than happy to do it. So, um, you can either find me on Instagram at, a L L underscore how so A L underscore H O W L E. Um, that's probably the best way to find me. I'm um, going to do a. Um, I'm going to create a Facebook page very very soon, and I might. I'll, when I do it, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But yep. one of the things I'd really like to do is just like create. Um, you know, little videos and little bits of content of just inspirational everyday people stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to focus really on people just within Australia or maybe even within New South Wales or something like that, but really just focus on little every like inspirational stories of everyday people just so that people can recognize it, you know, relate yep. to it and things yep. like that. And it sort of ties in with my social media stuff and, and stuff like that. But little short film sort of things? Mm, like, you know how you see a video of like um, someone who overcomes cancer or, mm-hmm. or something, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. That's what, like, I'd love to be able to... There's, all right, so perfect example. I've actually been speaking to a guy named Chad Graham. He did um, a fundraising event in Penrith um, where he became a quadriplegic after a motorbike accident, raised just over 60 grand and built, like, his dad helped him build this buggy and so he raised money for a trip that he did in his buggy from Kalgoorlie in WA to Cobar in New South Wales. So 4,800 Ks and, you know, raised $60,000 for kids in, um, you know, in his situation and things like that to help mm-hmm. with their treatments and, and things like that, raise awareness. And they're just little inspirational stories that I'd really like to get involved Absolutely. in and, and sort of start posting. So as soon as that's up and whatnot, I'll, be sure to sh- like let you guys know and yeah, yeah then we'll give put, us a plug. We'll put all this stuff up on all the social medias as well. I'll uh, when we get off air, I'll share something very similar yep. um, that uh, Dundas Media have just done. Jason Dundas, uh, similar, okay. similar little stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Uh, they just did a ten ten part series for Gumtree Australia. And uh, I'll, sh- I'll, okay. share, I'll show you some of the videos. They're pretty cool. Yep. Uh, check it out at Dundas uh, Jason Dundas's Facebook. Since we're plugging him. Uh, <laughs> if you've listened this far in the show, guys, 
fucking congratulations again. <laughs> You've stuck you, us out. Yeah. And also, uh, now this is where you're going to get fact-checked. There was 178,000 people in Penrith in 2011. So that's the update that I've got at this stage. So there and, you go. There's that fact uh, we told you about. And current estimations of the 30th of June is uh, 2016 is 202,000. Well, GK, you're you spot on. Well, how about that? And, and now <laughs> if we don't have to get you to go fact check uh, ourselves, which is good. So, <laughs> dudes, next week we're back with James Nightingale, uh, fresh off his uh, documentary Breaking Ice, which mm. just won some awards. Alan, thanks for coming uh, in. Thanks, dude. thanks Thank for so- having me. Yeah, yeah, we'll put all the links up and far. Legend again. JK, ditto. We'll be back next week. We out. Peace. Peace.